Run it up. This is another brand new episode of the Run It Up podcast. Run it up. We going in on everything sports, pop culture, and everything in the world of hip hop. Let's go. This is the Run It Up podcast with Najee Adams. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Run It Up podcast here on the Rise Network. I'm your host, Najee Adams. Today, y'all already know who we got. We're rocking with the boys, Justice, Khalil. Uh, make sure you follow everybody on Twitter. Follow the pod on Twitter at Run It Up Pod. Follow me on Twitter at Najee Adams underscore. Khalil on Twitter at Balil44. Justice on Twitter at Justice 2 You know the vibes. That's all of us. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast everywhere you listen to it. Uh, Apple Podcasts, leave that rating and review. Spotify, download it. I think you can rate and not review on Spotify. So just rate it five stars. Um, yeah, tell your friends, tell your family. Today we're talking about fantasy football week one takeaways. We're going to try and make this a weekly thing. So fantasy football week one takeaways, uh, start sits and buy low sell highs. And then along this fantasy football season, we'll like add stuff in, take stuff out, just kind of play it by ear. Um, but yeah, before we get into that, y'all haven't said anything, so go ahead and say what's up to the people. What's good, everybody? Naj, next time we do this, you just gotta let me hit the intro for you, bro. Just one good time. Justice went through my entire intro a couple of seconds before we started, and it was almost, it was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. So I'm gonna run it up faithful, brother. Had the cadence down and everything. I think next week, next week, just needs to try it out, see see what happens. Yeah, I bet. So Justice gonna open the pod next week for sure. Um, yeah, What's up, everybody? It's Justice Gregory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we before we get into stuff, as y'all know, we got to start with the, the song of the week. Um, I don't even have mine, so I'm gonna pick mine on the fly. Justice, go ahead, lead us off, my brother. Uh, my song of the week is "Couldn't Wait for It" blast featuring Rick Ross. Couldn't wait for it, blast featuring Rick Ross. Um, <laughs> it's no surprise I've never heard the song, so we're about to listen to it together. <laughs> Right. Why? Now. Yeah. 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 All right, y'all. I said I've never heard that. We back. (laughs) All right, so we back. Uh, Hope that was a banger. (laughs) We back. We back. Uh, They they want to make fun of me and shit. So go, (laughs) go ahead and go second, my boy. Uh, It's I've been listening to this dude all week. Uh, Chris Brown song is called "Show It" featuring Blast as well. I've heard that song. I've heard that song. It's in my library. Hold on. Nah, you're going. You, Look I'm how excited gonna... he is right now. I heard it. He's right finally there. heard a song. It's right there. I want it Hold to on. be known. Naj, go ahead and tell him about the JIT album before we jump into this song oh, that you try to come at me for. I don't think we talked about it on the pod, but we had a discussion off the pod. Now. They were telling me how good the JIT album is, and I was kind of like, eh. He's like a, a mid-artist, you know, without even listening to it. And so I was working one night, and... Like when you just looking at a social media timeline, you of course have all the time in the world to listen to shit. So I was like, you know what? Let me put on this Jid album. And I'm sitting here tweeting this shit. And I'm like, this shit kind of good. 
I texted them like, damn, y'all was right about this. That shit is hard. I'm not going to lie. So I'll take the elder. I'll take the elder. I think I think that Jid album is tough. Definitely a top five album I've listened to this year. But mm-hmm. um, Jesse, did you listen to the the Tiny Desk I sent you? For J- J- yes. I, I watched it before you sent it to me, so I appreciate oh, okay. it. But no, you you're, it on, you're on it. Yeah, you know what it is with you. It is. <laughs> and just to prove that I've heard the song before, the blast part is like, uh, we got to address the fact you always pull up on me with that pressure pack. Yeah, I know that song. <laughs> uh-huh. So we've been, you've been here that right now. You always pull up on me with that pressure pack. Keep on giving, I gotta bless you back. Three round minimum, nothing less than that. Hey, I go above and beyond for baby. Cause she been understanding the assignment lately. Yeah, match my energy, we shining, ain't we? VS 20 of color, the diamonds crazy. Gotta finish, finish the 10 to. But you been new. Yeah, I'm busy, you busy, ain't holding that against you. That just make things. We back we back we back and so i'm gonna end it off with my song of the week it is off the nav album and it is called player it's not featuring gunna uh and so no little tj none of that no rod mm-hmm. wave mm. so, y'all yeah, been to hear that right now Lost a few friends, but I'm real as an M, so whatever, like fuck it, I'm rich. Too many bags I've been getting, got too many hoes, I forgot that I hit. Work when Just I was a felon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we back, we back, we back. I hope y'all enjoyed that. So we can go ahead and dive right on into the fantasy football stuff. Before we get into all that, though, uh, obviously we've made fantasy football content during this offseason. And so, like, we've, we've, planted flags we've you know had takes that we stand by and week one is coming on so i want to know how you guys feel about that those takes first off like how did y'all do in your leagues for me i didn't do too hot i went one in four the only league that so i have a a a league with my roommates that's a 10 team and they're not big fantasy football fans so like i felt like i should run that and my team is pretty stacked but i ended up losing uh cole Komet really violated me there and then mm. I have three sleeper leagues, all with y'all. I want to say I have my dynasty league. With, no, two of y'all. I have my dynasty league with my friends. I have like my home league. I have my uh, dynasty league with y'all. And then I have a super flex league with y'all. And I lost in two of those, one in the super flex one. And so that's where I'm at. So cool. No, one in three. So I'm at one in three in week one. Uh, I mean, it- as far as flags planted, the one that I planted my flag on the hardest all offseason prior to even like preseason kicking off was Amon Ross St. Brown being that dude. And he had 12 targets, eight receptions and a tug. So uh, he's going to keep doing things. They're going to keep throwing him the ball. So he just picked up right where he left off. So for Amon Ross to hit made me feel phenomenal. Um, guys like Cortland Sutton still hit in a way. I mean, even at, even what could be considered a down week for him was still a good week. Uh, you start getting 11, 11 points, 12 points from your guys. You take that. And I still think he led the lead, led the league in air yardage last week, actually, per attempt. So he's got big weeks in store. Uh, in terms of my yeah. leagues and how it went, I scored very well this week. But in one league, uh, starting Trey Lance rocked my world. Khalil's Trey Lance bust <laughs> bust prediction. Yeah. Well, no, nah, that was a, that was a, a monsoon. I'm not that's even not a going fair to game to assess, but – I, and I don't draft backup QBs, and I was not willing to give up 
bench depth to go get somebody. I knew the weather circumstance going in. It just is what it is. It's a long season in fantasy. How many points did he have? Nine. Um, and then uh, I had a another league, and I think I lost in this league as well. And I'm trying to remember why. Uh, the, the Elijah Mitchell got hurt um, very early in that game, and Kyle Pitts was a was a shitter this week so um, and then I won over in our dynasty league and I went one and one in our super flex because I did beat the league median um but I did not win the game I, I the guy who we played was the second highest scoring team in the league that week um but the Saquon black the Saquon flag definitely came into action that week because I did nah, we're really gonna well. talk about that we're gonna talk about that that's one of my takeaways so we're gonna talk about that uh what about you Kalo? how'd you do in week one bro uh two and three and fantasy leagues, I'm in five different leagues. Uh, sleep, most of the sleeper stuff was just terrible, though. Like, you know, our dynasty league, um, I'm tanking hard. I didn't me even too, mean bro. to. I'm tanking. <laughs> like, it was, Justice it tried was... to take Jalen Warren from me off the waiver. I got it. Guys, <laughs> uh, first of all, can I just say I don't understand that? Because there were three guys who I bid the same amount for, and I didn't get any of the three. Well, it, yeah, I, bit, I, think it goes, I think it goes if we have the same amount, like, on like waiver order at that point and since you you scored more than me or oh you won and i lost so they were like this he needs it more <laughs> you know yeah well, and now they're saying Najee's gonna play so it doesn't matter but uh it was just it was a terrible terrible week of fantasy hits for me hold on let's see i put a bid in for oh jeff wilson went for 15 that's just crazy to me did i backfield. get him? no i didn't get no, him that because that could that still true. be by committee that's um, true Let's see. Khalil got Hillier. That's good for him. Third down work. You know, Benjamin, random pickup, I thought, of the day. Uh, my only pickup this week was was picking up Cade York because I drafted him and I felt bad about dropping him, so mm. I wanted him back. So I Did y'all see back. anything from Benjamin in that Chiefs-Cardinals game? Or, like, no, I was no. confused. I mean, he had, I mean, he had nine fantasy points, so he had – That uh, whole four, game was just – I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they were like – it was just – that game I was, did – I did put in a bid for Taysom Hill, and it didn't hit, which was unfortunate. I, I just felt like, like I mean, it's they, a, it, it could be a one week thing with yeah. Taysom. You never know, but I, I, I just think out of curiosity, you know. But I actually felt okay about Albert O. You get me eight to nine fantasy points, and you're not one of the top tier fantasy guys. I'm going to take you every time. So for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, and so before we go into our week one takeaways, I'll just go through kind of the, the top 12 guys at each position this is just based on fantasy pros so obviously like leagues have different rankings but like just fantasy pros rankings pat mahomes was the qb1 josh allen was the qb2 carson Wentz was the qb3 he went nuts <laughs> he went crazy Jaylen second half hurts. nuts he looked yeah. like an idiot in the first half <laughs> Jalen hurts qb4 justin herbert qb5 joe burrow even though he threw four picks and uh turned the ball over five times was qb6 Jameis Winston, QB7. Volume is king. <laughs> Literally. Lamar Jackson, QB8. Kyler, QB9. Mariota, QB10. Ryan Tannehill, QB11. And Kirk Cousins, QB12. Some guys that fell right outside Russ was QB14. And then <laughs> Trey Lance was QB27. Aaron Rodgers was QB32. Uh, so that, that was tough. Uh, uh, when it comes to we hit, I hit on the Aaron Rodgers though he didn't make my top did. twelve. <laughs> <laughs> their week one to, it looks good. It was like that last season tough. for them too though. It was yeah, rough. their week yeah. one is always tough. They got pissed on by the the Saints last week last year. Oh, yeah, 
Uh, RB1 was Saquon, obviously. RB2, Swift. RB3, Jonathan Taylor. RB4 is Cordell Patterson. RB5 was Clyde. RB6, Kareem Hunt. RB7, James Robinson. RB8, Dontrell Hilliard. RB9, Miles Sanders. 10, AJ Dillon. 11, Jamal Williams. And 12, Joe Mixon. Nick Chubb was 13. And then McCaffrey, 17. Dalvin Cook, 19. Uh, Najee Harris, 25. Derrick Henry, 26. Eckler, 31. <laughs> it, it was Kamara, 47. So, you know, it was it was tough for, for that. And then wide receiver, Jay Jett is at one. Devontae Adams at two. Jamar Chase at three. I still feel good about my Cooper Cup at one, but, you know, Don't. Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup at four. Stefan Diggs at five. Michael Pittman at six. Michael Thomas at seven. Devin Duvernay. That was wide receiver eight, wide receiver nine, Jerry Judy, wide receiver 10, Robbie Anderson, 11, AJ Brown, and 12, Jahan Dotson. Uh, and that, those, that's in standard leagues with standard scoring. Um, and when you look at that, bro, that's literally why you realize fantasy is a long season because maybe 30% of the names listed right there end up top 12 for their positions. That, that's what I'm saying. Like Terry McLaurin was 20, Debo was 26, Tyreek was 28. Oh, brother, if I'm getting 12 points from Debo in a monsoon, I can't wait to see what he looks like in a dome. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And and so, yeah, I won't even go over tight end. It's the tight end's a shit show. You know, Travis Kelsey was tight end one and OJ Howard was tight end two. And Taysom Hill was tight end three. So that's all you need to know about that position. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we go ahead and dive into our week one takeaways for I'll just start it off. For me, my week one takeaway or one of them is that Saquon Barkley for me is locked as a <laughs> top three running back moving forward in my eyes. Sheesh. The the only two people I would take ahead of him are Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey. Other than that, I'd probably rather have Saquon over every other running back. Um, like the, it, well, in our consensus rankings, we had him as eight, right? And so like, I feel like that was pretty high, you know, like that, that was higher than consensus at least. And so I'm doubling down. I'm, I'm saying that he's a, a rest of season top three running back moving forward for me. And like we said, volume is King. Like it came down to usage. He had elite usage. He was the RB one in week one by like over six points. He was the only running back to get 30 points. He played 82% of the snaps. That's number one amongst running backs, 60% of the rushing attempts. 37% target share, number one again months running backs. Like he had 83.3% opportunity share and he had seven targets, five red zone touches, 164 rushing yards, 22% of his carries were for 10 yards or more, 6.8 yards after contact. The man, that was one of the best running back games I've seen from someone in a while. So I just don't like, and they won. So like, granted they shouldn't have won, but they did win. And Rob. so I, I don't see why Brian Dable would take the ball out of Saquon's nah. hands. So I don't, nothing that I said here, I don't think is like, I think he's going to continue to play 80% more of the snaps, 37% target share might go down a little, but over 30% target share, I think is reasonable for Saquon. And he's, uh, he's there. He, he's locked and loaded as like a workhorse back for them. So I'm taking him as top three. I feel like you don't really get many workhorse guys in the league anymore. And so if he's one of them with his talent, with his receiving game work, I think for me that I'm moving him up to top three with with that production I saw from Najee and Eckler in week one, it would be easy for me to jump the gun and say that Saquon should slide into that top three to five range. Uh, I think I would cap it top five, like five, six, seven, somewhere in that range, um, just because that he's got to make it through a whole season. And I, I, I just don't know what that looks like. I'm happy he looked healthy. I'm happy he looked explosive. We were all on Saquon. 
my first thing here says Saquon is back. Um, it talked about him out snapping every running back in football last uh, last week. Uh, it's just something you love to see. And I think that for them to win games, they have to put the ball in his hand if that's what they're trying to do. So shout out to the Giants for trying to win games. That's what I'm saying. Just giving the ball to Saquon and feeding the fantasy mouths that are out here. Word, word, word. Uh, First of all, hold on. that was one of the most depressing games I've ever had to watch in my life. They played y'all, right? Yes. How did they yeah. win? Bro. <laughs> did, did y'all miss a kick? Yeah, we missed a kick. We missed a game winning kick. Yeah, I don't remember how long it was, but it was a very kickable kick. Randy Bullock is a very good kicker, fat Randy, whatever you want to call him. Uh, <laughs> but Saquon did that against, like, what was a top 10 defense last season. And, and I think the defense got better this season. But for him to do what he did against them, he carried the Giants to that victory. If I've ever seen someone just carry someone to a victory, like it was just incredible to watch. Um, I understand going to the top three thing, even the top five, six, seven, however you want to put that. So it's 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 great to see Saquon back, uh, looking explosive, looking like his old self. And you know, you saw that his fiery self on the sideline. I, I sent Justice his video of a coach. He's like, "So you are that." I, I'm not going to repeat what he said, but he's like, "I told," he's like, "I told you, bro." He's like, "I told you, bro." It's a revenge season for Saquon, bro. We talked about he's motivated. <laughs> he is motivated, man. He went crazy. I, I'm super happy for Saquon. And another guy who's back, and back in a fashion that he was at the beginning of last season that I'm going to touch on with my with my second player is Corderell Patterson. Is still, is still an elite fantasy option for now because he the volume is there. The touches are there. They're obviously getting him involved in the offense. Um, especially with Mariota back there. Oh, dude, what was his – how many carries did he have? Let's see. 22? He had 22 carries for 120 yards and three receptions on five targets. Uh, he found he found pay dirt once. So, I just think Cordero is going to continue to get volume unless something happens. Obviously, his old body kind of fell apart at the end of last year and he wasn't as good. But at least for the first half of the season, I think he's dependable as at least RB2 value and possibly RB1 value. I like that. Where, uh, where, like, how close did y'all have him to the top twelve? I mean, none of them, none of us had him there. I was, so. he wasn't even on my draft. Like, he I wasn't. Like, I, I stayed away from him in drafts. Yeah, me too. He he was yeah. on. He wasn't on my do not draft list, but like, I wasn't actively targeting him in any drafts. Yeah. Like, if, if he fell to me, like, if he was there, I'd take him, but I wasn't like, I got to give me some Corderell. You feel me? Like, yeah, I think there were a few times where I could have taken him at, at a pretty good spot, I feel like, but I just kind of, like, just went past it. Like, you know, how repeatable is what he what he did last season and also right. just a different – kind of a different Falcons team. But he looked great. The and offense the looked season, really good. In the offseason, they were talking up Damian Williams and Tyler Algier. Right. Yeah. And, you know, like they, it never really sounded like they wanted him to be their – Williams, Williams got hurt during yeah. the game, right? Uh, yeah. I think he's he's supposed to be back a week too. So – and I think they're going to want to use Damian Williams and just more running backs. And so I, the, the volume could go down. Uh, the production could go down. Just remains to be seen. For sure. Um, what about you, Khalil? What's, what's, give me one of your takeaways. Bro, one of my takeaways, you, you kind of hit on it earlier, is just screw week one. It was just a, it was an awful week for fantasy. You know, you oh, can do all the, you do all this research uh, in the offseason, draft process, uh, fantasy stuff, rankings, all that stuff, and the crap just goes straight out the window in week one, and you just never know what to expect. Um, it's not – and going back to what Justice said, of course, things can change. It's a long season, and we do expect things to change. Uh, offenses settle in, like the Packers, for example. Like, 
their week one is always <laughs> horrible. not it's always horrible um even the even the Bengals and how they looked Joe Burrow is coming straight off of uh, epidectomy right I believe yeah. so I didn't have any preseason reps so like he's gonna look like that the Bengals are gonna look like that the offense line wasn't that great uh so it's just screw week one I think um it's it'll be interesting to see how the takes that we've had and the rankings kind of adjust along the way uh, and how guys move talking about Saquon we, he was in our top he's top eight consensus for us but then again maybe he slides in that top three when you, you know, when you do things like this that we do when we're ranking all the time and we're putting guys that we're like oh this guy's gonna break out this year you're just bound to have misses and you're yeah, also yeah, bound to sure. And you're bound to have hits. So, and I will acknowledge our misses throughout the year. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we'll get to week six, week seven. I'll be like, all right, maybe McCaffrey will only get 10 touches in a game. I don't know why. (laughs) um, So I'm just like, it's just, it's just part of it. And like, even now, and I think that's something we should try to talk about every week because we've got picks for this week. Like guys, we want. No, we, I think we should do it every if week. If we miss, like, bro, hold ourselves we, accountable. No, yeah, sure. if we miss, we miss. So that's what I'm saying. No, I, I love that. I, I I was gonna say that too. I think like the the players that we say start and sit next week, like well, this week we should come back to that and say like, yeah, all right, did to. was it a hit? Was it a miss? You feel me? Because yeah, I think it's important to. to hold yourself accountable for shit like that. Because like a lot of people will just say shit and then you know it won't hit, and then it's like, well, on to the next week, you know, yeah. or only but, put like, their you know, hits, only yeah, put their yeah. hits. That's my. My top 12 uh Michael Pittman whole thing right now based off of week one looks hey so bro my, my Damian Pierce bust looked good though you it did, did. <laughs> Rex Burke but their but their coach came out and said we gotta, gotta, gotta pierce the ball, the ball more <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm excited for Damian Pierce and then I'm trying to think of like another person that like we talked about that we may have like really missed on that we like left out but I can't my t higgins doesn't look that. too good but he got concussed like you can't control that i'm not worried about t higgins no that bank that Bengals team it just wasn't a great half it was preseason week four you feel me like I, I saw something a stat that was like the teams that didn't start their quarterback at all in the preseason went like three and eight so like, I, be- they- I believe it and then you look at the chiefs who started all their starters during the preseason you saw they looked against the Cardinals. yeah exactly <laughs> I mean, it was just elite. ridiculous. Elite. elite, elite, man. Same thing with the Bills. Josh Allen was out there for yeah. at least two of those games. Um, and so yeah, my second takeaway, I'll just kind of get into it. Mine's is that I so like Travis Etienne was was really high for me. I had him like as a top fifteen back for a, a good amount of the offseason. and I remember saying because he was one of my breakouts when we talked about it. I remember saying that like he is like like because of draft capital because of his relationship with trevor lawrence they're going to give him the ball james robinson be damned and like i still think that that ends up happening but at least for now i think james robinson might be a little bit more involved in the early season than i had anticipated it was basically a 50 50 split in the game between them two etn played 36 snaps james robinson played 34 etn had four targets one of which was wide open for a touchdown that he just didn't catch. It was he had a walk-in touchdown and just flat out dropped it. Uh, James Robinson, he then caught a touchdown pass, and so you know, yeah, my I, man. I'm pretty sure Travis Etienne fumbled too. So like they were, it was a tough first game back for him. Uh, and so James Robinson, uh, he, he had two targets. Travis Etienne had four, but Robinson had 12 carries, and Travis Etienne had four. 
So like, it's very clearly he's there early down back. Travis Etienne is their passing guy. And I just wasn't anticipating James Robinson to come back off the ACL looking like that. Bro, and, not like that. <laughs> like but week that's my, one? That, that's my point though. If if we're like, oh, well, it could change later. If there was a time for it to be changed, it was week one. Right? When the guy <laughs> didn't play in the preseason, didn't miss training camp, and he came back off his, uh, was it Achilles? I think it's Achilles. Yeah, I think he uh, tore Achilles tear. And he came back and immediately was like, no, it's okay. I'll just be the RB one. You go yeah, sit down. That's cr- I've never seen it. No. And he's so good. I just don't care. Yeah. Anybody say it. James Robinson is just good. And I and I, I don't see why you don't give him the ball if you're the Jaguars. And I told you all in the pod, this is a hit. That James Robinson scares me, and that makes me happy. So, and even though ETN, all the upsides there. And if you have him in dynasty formats, I'm I'm happy for you because you should hold on to him. And James Robinson is still only 24. Like he's yeah. still relatively young. Like Najee, I think Najee's 24. Like. They're, they're the same yeah Najee Harris is 24 he's the same age as him and people think Najee Harris is this great dynasty running back type thing him and James Robinson are the same age so yeah, it's, it's like yeah so I, I wasn't anticipating the the James Robinson usage but I think moving forward I, that might have been a miss for me but you know that's what I'm calling it out you feel me that's my week one takeaway uh what, what y'all put that, put that put that Najee age into perspective real quick Saquon's only 25 yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry's like 28. And it feels like Saquon's <laughs> been in the league for 10 years. Like, seriously. So, How old is Zeke? Like 27, 27 yeah. 28, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, Naj, Brian Robinson is doing drills. <laughs> hey, he's, back, he's back doing drills. Hey, bro. But Gibson played so well in week one. Like, he was just good. Hey, bro, wait till we get to Marcel Haas. <laughs> no, 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 I know. No, I know. No, I know. No, no. All right, so give me another takeaway. What y'all got? Michael Thomas. Mm. He's back. And it wasn't in this, like, high volume. He was just efficient with his touches. He got two red zone looks. They're going to go to him in the red zone. He's going to create some separation. He's big and physical. He's going to make those plays. Uh, Jameis and him obviously have a connection that that is something to add on. I mean, even with an opposite receiver, Jarvis Landry, losing his absolute gourd in week one. He went crazy. Losing his absolute gourd. I mean, literally losing his mind in week one. Michael Thomas still found a way to walk away with 22 fantasy points. And he's and he, I think he is their typical, their ex, like their number one. So, and I, I just, I think Michael Thomas is probably bound for a top 15 fantasy year. No, can't guard Mike. Slant boy. Back at it again. Slant I don't boy. even care. <laughs> <laughs> We used to make up the rumors about him getting in fights at camp because people was calling him Slant Boy to his face. Yeah. That was my crazy. favorite thing in the plan. That's okay. One of his touchdowns was on a fade. He just mossed AJ Terrell. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was it's, disgusting. It's, yeah, it was <laughs> simple as that. That's one of the so. best corners in football, too. So yeah. like, we're uh, I mean, he was he was shadowing him. He was shadowing Michael Thomas and gave up two touchdowns. So <laughs> in hell. It was ridiculous. <laughs> so what you got, Khalil? Give me give me another takeaway. I'm going to go with the Cowboys make me nervous. Mm-hmm. And that was mm-hmm. before – that was even before Dak Prescott, you know, uh, was declared out. Yeah, I, I just think I read a report he could be back week six. I don't know what they're talking about over there. I don't know what they're doing. But they just make me nervous. I think there's a lot uh, missing with their offense uh, scheme-wise and also personnel-wise. That kind of just really puts me in a in a tough spot with – like I have, I have a Tony Pollard in a couple of my fantasy leagues. I know C.D. Lamb, we all had him, what, top four? Have, I have I st- our, I have I'm actually consensus. still standing on that. 
And uh, I'm not. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm not, CD, CD had 11 no. targets, man. CD I'm, was I'm our wide receiver four. Yeah, 11 targets, two receptions. I'm not off it either. I'm still standing on it. I just think they make me nervous. And I'm off. You're off of it completely. You got too scared too easily. I, he's in one of my – he's in one of my – he's not in my – when we talk about buy low, sell high, he's in one of them. But uh, I'm well, off. Between the injuries, sell between... high to guy that scored two points. Uh, <laughs> and you're, at that point, you're just I, I just have him as a sell. <laughs> between the uh, the injuries and the coaching and the scheme, what's going on with that team, it just makes me really nervous to have some of those players and be as high as I was on them before. No, I feel that I uh, I can't wait to talk about CD because I do feel like it's an unpopular opinion. I actually, I don't. I feel like I've seen a lot of people. I feel like you're either on one end or the other. Like it's a very polarizing thing like cd especially after how we looked in that game versus the bucks was was tough so um my last takeaway was just be to like so like this was coming into the season regarded as a pretty highly talented rookie wide receiver class you know you have chris olave drake london uh traylon burks garrett wilson jameson williams all those guys and like none of them really took off this week especially in week one and like we're so used to a jamar chase a justin jefferson for these past two years and like i just one of my week one takeaways was just to be like give the rookie wide receivers more time like Jahan dotson was the highest rookie wide receiver this uh week and he finished that wide receiver 18 uh but like after that it was a pretty steep drop drake london was 34 kyle phillips 42 garrett wilson 50 Chris Olave, 51, Romeo Dobbs, 52, and Traylon Burks is 56. They were uh, so productive, though, from a fantasy. They were yeah. like, playable. Like they showed good, like, signs, you feel me? Yeah. And so, like, they look good in their snaps. Exactly. Like, a lot of people like to forget, but, like, Justin Jefferson, his first two games were garbage. <laughs> he had 2.6 fantasy points and 4.4 fantasy points. And then week three is when he – took off nine targets five targets 11 targets yeah. so like it took week three for justin jefferson jamar chase just came out the game yeah oh crazy crazy but like t higgins he didn't go off till week three his first his first game he didn't play in the second game it was 3.5 points in 16 9 12.7 13.8 and then even like aj brown he it, he his first three games 10 fantasy points 2.5 0.4 and then week four he went off for 21.4 so like it takes time for these rookie wide yeah, receivers that's how like, that's how he treated me last year bro aj treated me bad last <laughs> year i didn't even know when to play him anymore by the end of it nah he went crazy this week he was nuts yeah the poor devonta smith didn't get no no receptions but um yeah my, my last takeaway would just be to like give rookie wide receivers time especially uh if you're not in a dynasty league and redraft, like don't give up on rookie wide receivers. Rookies, period. Like in my redraft league with my roommates, Brees Hall got dropped. I was like, all right, I'm gonna pick him up. Like I'd rather have Brees Hall than a backup QB. You feel me? Like, yeah. And, and, uh, he's not. I don't think he'll. He's someone that's gonna like pop off right now. But once it gets towards that mid season, Hall got later in this dropped. Season, <laughs> yeah, you're a, playing with some, a with some teamer. You're playing with some born fools, brother. <laughs> that's what you're hey. doing. What do y'all think about Romeo out of uh, Green Bay? What do y'all think about him? I think he's fine. He's I think fine. Christian Watson almost had a nice little touchdown yeah. and dropped that. <laughs> yeah. But, I just know Rome, Romeo got dropped in one of our leagues. I don't know what league it was. One of mine. Uh, I think we're, I think. Yeah, he got dropped in that. Was it Dynasty? No, I don't know if it was no, Dynasty. No, no, I wasn't. It was one of the sleepers, though, but he got dropped in that league. I was just shocked. 
Superflex for, for, for Jamal Williams. I, I oh, thought about okay. picking him up. But I don't have anywhere to put him, bro. Yeah, I have Jamal. Jamal Williams in my home league dynasty. Jamal I'm not willing good. to drop Garrett Wilson for him. I traded yeah. for Garrett Wilson. He's nice, bro. I He's so him. nice. I love him. I'm tanking and my big my Jets guy. Dynasty. Yeah, big Jets <laughs> guy. Big Jets bro, guy. My, my dynasty league that I have, I have Brees and I traded for Garrett Wilson. And then today I traded Chris Godwin away for a 23 first and Dearness Johnson. I don't even want more. No, I don't even want Dearness Johnson. I just rather have the 23 first than Chris Godwin. I'll just say that if you are loading up on Jets players in a league, you're probably Stop. not going to be great. <laughs> no, no. Those are the last two. But they're talented. Those are the only two I want. I really love Elijah Moore, but I, I yeah, didn't I get him. Um, yeah, my Elijah Moore take doesn't look too hot either after week one. But He'll fine. be fine, bro. He needs Zach back. He'll yeah, be fine. he had a touchdown negated because of offensive passing appearance, but it's whatever. Hey. Didn't Corey Davis have like a nice little? Yeah, Corey Davis led the team in targets. If you remember, I said Nas texted me. He was like, "What do you think about uh?" It was about Garrett Wilson or Elijah Moore. This is way before we even started recording about fantasy. I said Corey Davis scares me because like he could just randomly be good. And Nas was like, "Corey Davis, bro, bro, get get out of here, my boy." And and that doesn't mean that that takes hitting. I'm just saying there's he's gonna have weeks where he's gonna be good too. So you, I don't think you can automatically be like, "I have Elijah Moore. I'm going to start him." That's all no, I'm saying. For sure. yeah. You can sometimes that. account for like the injury history of certain guys, right? Too, like being higher yeah. on other guys because like they're going to fill in at some point, probably. Yeah. So, is that do y'all got any more takeaways? Because that was my three right there. Nah, please just let me sell high, bro. Let's do it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So we're gonna go to buy low, sell high. Y'all know what this is. Players are buying low on after bad weeks, selling high on after good weeks. Uh, I my I guess we can start with buy low. Oh. So, Ooh. so my first one is a buy high. I want Saquon Barkley. I want him in every <laughs> league. I don't care what you have to give up. Like I would trade Najee for Saquon. I would trade Derrick Henry for Saquon. Like I said, the only two that I would rather that, that I'd rather have over him are Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey. Other than that, though, there's not a running back in football that I'd rather have over Saquon Barkley. So obviously it's going to be super tough to get him because no one's going to trade him after that. But if you can get him. I would highly, highly recommend to buy high on Saquon. Uh, so, yeah, y'all can go. Give, give me a buy low. Um, a buy low guy is a man who is apparently dropped in your league. So, congrats. You were able to buy low. Uh, is is Brees Hall. Um, he, I mean, he still had nine targets in the game, which is absolutely insane for a running back. Um, and I do think he's going to split work. But I do think he's also in a position due to the draft capital almost to take over at some point this season. And maybe that looks more like a 70-30 or a 60-40 split. But he's too talented to me for you. If you need to stash him for five weeks, it is what it is until he takes off. But I think he's just productive. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be productive. Yeah, I mean he had he had 10 targets. It was the second it was the second most of any running back in, in the NFL last last week. So like He's, I think it's a clear, like Michael, like kind of like Robinson ETN, like he's their passing downs back. But like, I just feel like he's, like you said, way too talented to keep him as that. Like, yeah. he's going to catch the ball and he's great between the tackles when you get him in space. So I think by the end of the year, Brees Hall is their RB1. And he, and he was drafted in the second round, right? Second round? Like, yeah, I want to say it's in the second round. Yeah, you're, yeah. Rub, you're rubbing second round picks on running backs. You're going to play them. And Michael I said that they would have traded like fourth into round the, pick. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the Jets said that they would have traded into the first to take him if they felt like he wasn't going to fall to them. So, like, that's their guy. <laughs> really? yeah. like, uh, so, yeah, give it's me just, a buy low. 
I got uh, Traylon Burks as a buy low, actually. Uh, I watched that Titans-Giants game. was not the greatest uh, for different reasons. Personnel was, like, super, super weird. Like, if you know anything about the Titans and Todd Downing, offense coordinator is just really crap. Uh, he was really bad there in the Bengals uh, playoff game last season. And he puts the weirdest personnel out there. Like, it would be uh, – so, say so you got Derrick Henry at running back. You got Ryan Tannehill out there. You got one wide receiver. Wide receiver, and it'd be say it's uh, in the red zone. That wide receiver would not be AJ Brown. It would be Westbrook, uh, Nick Westbrook, Akina. That's who would be out there. And then you know we'd be running the ball. Like they're we're not passing uh, to Nick Westbrook, Akina anywhere as the number one wide receiver. So like it's just there's just uh, there's just a lot of personal issues. Uh, but I think Traylon Burks, uh, he even had he had productive snaps in the snaps he had. I think he was like 30 or so uh, in that range. But I think he was still productive in that and still has a talent to, you know, be more in that role and be a bigger part of the offense once it gets later to, later in the season. I just know with rookies, we talked about with Brees Hall, it's just kind of – it's weird with that week one sometimes. And, and it's just more of a gradual process with those guys and being patient with them. And I think he's one of those rookie receivers you need to be patient with. No, for for sure. For like rookies, like you're not playing against, you know, like live reps against other teams ones until that game. Cause like in yeah. practice, you're not going that hard. Like people aren't, you're not really tackling like that, you know? So like, that's really their first live NFL action against the best players in the world. So like, I give them a break that week one. I think they start to figure it out. Like Jonathan Taylor didn't start out just like this God when he came in the league. And now he's obviously one of, if not the best running back in the NFL. So it still um, baffles me about Jamar Chase doing what he did week one the last year. Still baffles me. Crazy. He, <laughs> crazy. After, After he the couldn't whole, catch NFL exactly. ball. <laughs> he couldn't see the stripes and shit. Um, this is, bro, the, uh, sorry, this is completely offside, but I, I know Khalil watches fighting. Do you watch fighting at all? No, it's like UFC, boxing, all yeah. that stuff. Okay, so this we were talking about this the other night because I was at my buddy's house. We we're watching fights, and he, I was like, "You know how crazy it was that when Floyd, Floyd and Connor fought, people were like, what are we going to do when Connor's instincts kick in and he just I'm knees like, him no, in the face? Bro, like, what is Floyd he, an idiot? beat 49 <laughs> other men that did that for their no, entire life, bro. No, but I'm but it wasn't that. It was just that they were like, Connor is a is a is a maniac. Like he might kick him because his instincts kick him. What is he like? Like an uncontrollable moron? <laughs> so like it's just like the overreactions to some things with athletes blows my mind, dude. Like Jamar Chase can't catch a football. Well, he was just the best receiver in college football. Just <laughs> on the other side. Like, you morons, you idiots. <laughs> me yeah. off. I mean, since we're kind of talking about that, one of my bylaws is T. Higgins. And so like it's really, really simple. Uh I feel like he's – for me, he was a top 10 wide receiver. I ranked him as a top 10 guy season long. Um, obviously, he's dealing with the concussion. Like, you can't – like, there's he can't control that. You know, he got helmet-to-helmet contact, dealing with the concussion. But he's advancing through the concussion pro- protocol pretty well. He has a chance to play this week, and if not, this week he will 100% be in the lineup for week three. So, if someone that drafted T. Higgins pretty high is, like, already fed up, already, like, all right, he had the shoulder injury last year. He's, I feel like he can't stay on the field. Joe Burrow looks bad. Overreaction city. If anyone's overreacting, I say you go pick up T. Higgins. See, at least reach out and see what the person that owns T. Higgins wants for him. Because uh, I feel like when he comes back, it's only up from there. Um, So, yeah, give me another buy low. My buy low is Aaron Jones. I think he's mine too. <laughs> I know these AJ Dillon guys are like, oh, yeah, 21 carries. He's gonna, I'm happy, I'm happy for you because I do think AJ Dillon is going to be a productive fantasy player. I didn't, and it, when we talked about it, I was like, he's obviously a presence, he's going to be out there. But at the end of the day, 
Aaron Jones still out snapped Dylan and he averaged double yards per carry yards per attempt. And so, I mean, if we, if you think that Jones isn't in a, in a place, and if you look at last year, Aaron Jones started the year with, I think it was like eight fantasy points, seven fantasy points. And the next week scored 41 fantasy points. So like, he's not, he's not a guy who's not used to having a bad week in fantasy. So you've got to stick with Aaron Jones. The talent's unremarkable. The trust that Rogers has in him, the volume's going to be there. And they're playing the Bears. And they're oh, he's the going to go crazy. <laughs> like like they're, they're, they want to destroy the Bears. So, yeah, A.J. Dillon was one of mine. So you basically just said literally what I have written down, word for word, damn near you said. So, Khalil, give me a buy low. I got you. My buy low is going to be Devonta Smith out of Philadelphia. Uh, I think it's a really good option right there. We Nick Sirianni talked about how they needed to find more ways to get him the ball. And I think he was a really good receiver for them last year, really good rookie receiver. Um, Jalen Hurts and him, him have that connection. We talked about injury history and with certain guys. And, of course, we don't want anyone to get injured, but it's just a part of the game. And people have that history. And A.J. Brown does have an injury history. Uh, so having Devontae Smith you know, as a backup, having him in that lineup still, uh, and, and buying low on him, it, I think it's a really good option, and that can produce later on in the season. No, I, I really like Devonta Smith. I feel like he's an incredible route runner for his age, like just it, crazy. Like it's rare that he's not open. Uh, I think the Eagles low-key came out and just wanted to get A.J. Brown the ball. Like they wanted to make a statement, like we paid him all this money, we traded for him, you going to get us 155 yards. He got targeted <laughs> so, like crazy. Yeah, yeah so I, I, I think Devonta Smith has a bounce-back week for sure. Um, my last buy low would was Cole is Cole Komet. So now listen, I know he dropped the goose. I know he had one target, no receptions, but they were playing in a monsoon. We talked about this earlier. I feel like that game you just gotta chalk it up. They're playing in a monsoon. They were last in passing plays amongst every team in the NFL, and San Francisco was bottom six as well. So no, neither team was really throwing the ball. Uh, the Bears were the only team in the NFL last week to not run 18 or more passing plays. They were the only team under 21 to be exact. Like they ran 17 passing plays. And so like, there's just not much opportunity there. So I feel like we got to throw that game away. Cole Komet still played in 48 snaps, which is second most of any position player, not named Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney, their clear wide receiver one only ran 22 routes and had three targets. Cole Komet ran 16 routes and had one target. And those 16 routes tied for third with Equinemia, St. Brown, and David Montgomery. Like, they're going to get him involved in the offense. It's not like he's just useless now. Like, he, I feel like he still has tight, like a top 10, top eight tight end finish in his future. I just think we got to throw away this game. And so Cole Komet for me is a buy low. And I feel like it'd be pretty easy because he dropped zero. And everyone's like, Cole Komet, Justin Fields is trash. He had zero receptions, one target. So I'm going to get Cole Komet in all my leagues. Actually, I have him in all my leagues. So I think he has a bounce. I don't even know if it's going to be a bounce back week two because I think it's supposed to rain again when they play the Packers. But still, I think Cole Komet finishes a top eight tight end. He got dropped in one of my leagues. He got dropped in one of my that the one that we're in. Exactly. Okay. Okay. One. I can't. I, they yeah. they all run together at this point. Man. The dynasty one he got dropped in. So it just so y'all know I put in a bid. So, he dropped in a dynasty. My tight end in that league is Hunter Henry. So I'm like one thousand <laughs> percent putting in bread for Cole Komet. Um. But yeah, I, I I want him in in all my leagues. I think better days are ahead for for Cole Komet. Uh. I guess that brings us back around to justice. You got another buy low, my brother. Yeah, um, a guy that I believe you're going to sell on. Uh, we, we touched on it earlier. I think CD's got to be a buy low. Um, 
with the with the new quarterback coming in, uh, the only guy who is even worthy of throwing the ball to is C.D. Lamb at this point. I mean, Dalton Schultz is there. We know that who actually had a decent fantasy week. Um, but C.D. got 11 targets, and he's going to float around 11, 12, 13 targets, and volume really is king. And it's he's not it's not going to be two receptions, 11 targets every week. I'm sorry, it's just not. More often than not, you'll look at that seven to eight range, and C.D.'s really good, man. He's super talented. Uh, if people are trading CD, I'm I'm buying every time. Um, I think he's a. I think at this point, maybe him being a top four or five without Dak is probably a stretch. But I do think he's just a, at the very least a volume driven wide receiver two for your team. So if you draft him as a wide receiver one, you probably miss, aka me in one of my ESPN leagues. Um, and I me too, it, me too. Yeah, and I think that's just due to due to Dak's injury. It's going to be tough for him to get through six weeks without without one of one of the best quarterbacks in NFL, one of the 12, 13 best quarterbacks in NFL. But I still think, like we said multiple times in here, volume is king. CD's bound to get top 20 finishes off of volume alone. So, I, I mean, he's in my cell, but, I mean, I, I gave all my buy low. So, Khalil, you have any more buy lows? Yeah, I'm going to go with a, a trend here, a Cowboys trend. I know I talked about them earlier and have it concerned me. So, I'm not going to go with the backfield necessarily, more with the Tony Pollard. I just think when you have an offense like that, lacking personnel and sometimes creativity, and then also your starting quarterbacks out, like you have to find, be creative and find ways to get your guys the ball. And I think Tony Pollard has a skill set to do that, to get the ball uh, in multiple ways, playing out of the slot, uh, maybe some jet sweeps here, jet sweeps here and there, and still also playing out the backfield. So I just think he's one of those guys you can buy low on, hopefully. I know someone in one of my leagues have already put Ezekiel Elliott on the trade block, which is, you know, fine. Uh, but I just think he's one of those guys in an offense that is going to struggle at some points, but also needs to find the creativity. To touch back on CD on that cowboy thing, he played the Bucks, bro, and the Bucks have an elite <laughs> secondary and an elite and a, defense, bro. Yeah, elite it's an elite. Defense. It's an elite defense with a with an offensive line that's depleted, and he's sitting. And we and I think it was crazy for us to think we were going to get production out of CD this week because who do they have to worry about besides CD to go out there and try to like win that? Noah game? Brown. Noah <laughs> Brown. That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, and if and if you're the Bucks and Noah Brown's getting six receptions, you're like, okay, we won. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, it is what it is. We won. Uh, and I just think, I mean, what they say, uh, he's got Mike Hilton this week who's going who's gonna to cover him for the most part, who allowed 70% completion basically last year. So I think we're good for a CD bounce back week this week, and I think we'll continue we'll continue to see that throughout the year. So, And the Cowboy thing with with Pollard, I love Pollard. I, I just think he's the best running back in that backfield. So I'm, I'm all for buying on Pollard, especially in a dynasty. So, yeah. Boom. Um, can we go to Can we go to sell high? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So for me, I'm selling CD Lamb. I don't even know if you can. <laughs> I don't know if you can sell high. I don't know if you can sell low. But I'm selling. For me, I, I feel like even with Dak, that offense didn't look too high. I know they're, they're putting him. They said that they might not put him on IR, so he might return within the next four games. Still, I want no parts. He will have Cooper Rush as his quarterback for, I'd say, at least the next three games. In his one star with Cooper Rush, he put up six for 112 and had eight targets. Keep in mind, he also had Amari Cooper playing next to him. So it wasn't like, and they were playing the absolutely disgusting Vikings that game, who PFF ranked as having the eighth worst secondary in the league. So, like, if you didn't cook the Vikings with Cooper Rush, then you weren't cooking anybody. So their next four games come against the Bengals, the Giants, the Commanders, and the Rams, two of which PFF gave top 10 secondary grades coming into 2022. Obviously, the Bengals and the Rams. The Giants and the Commanders, CD might get his shit off on. But, like, I, I, by, at that point, like, we're – 
three out of the next five weeks. And I think we're going to have a, a lackluster performance from CD. And if you're drafting him as a top five wide receiver, I would rather, I would just rather get off of it. I'd rather get off the ride at that point. And like, I, I, I honestly don't know if I see that wide receiver one dog in CD. I, I don't. I, I don't think I do. Like when, when I look at a guy like Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, even like AJ Brown, who, who like, I don't think is as talented as the other two, but like, I still see him as like a wide receiver one alpha in an offense. And I don't see that in CD lamb, at least not yet. And so like, as of right now, CD was going in the wide, the wide receiver six in drafts. I'd rather have Tyree kill. I'd rather have Mike Evans. I'd rather have AJ Brown, obviously. And I'd rather have Michael Pittman all over CD lamb rest of the season for me. And, and so I'm selling him. So, I was so my question ask what is, you guys so, thought about CD being a number one wide receiver. I know it's like the the worst time to like try, try to find that out with Dak being out be and the offense being the way it is. But still, I wonder what that's going to look like. It'll be a thing to keep an eye on for sure. I love that I we're on two different sides of it, though, because like yeah. now, now we get to see. But but my question is, and, and when we do these things, I think you have to think realistically, what does that trade look like? So are you going to return at least a high-end wide receiver two value on a CD Lamb trade? I, I'll I'll look right now. Hold on. So like who I guess you can base it on ADP, right? So like because if, if you want to get one of these guys, you said Pittman, AJ Brown, these guys, you're going to have to attach something to CD to get them at this point. And you're not going to trade CD for something lower than him, especially with how low people are going to be on CD after week one in Cooper Rush. Would so, you rather would you rather have CD Lamb or DJ Moore? DJ had a rough week one too, man. I know. So, that's what I'm saying. Would you rather I, have for the rest of the season? I would probably still prefer CD. He won't have as much I might, target competition. I might take DJ Moore. <laughs> he won't have as much target competition. I might take DJ Moore. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I might take Terry McLaurin over CD. Hell, I might I take. Wouldn't. I might take Cortland Sutton. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. No, like, I'm not like, mad at the Cortland Sutton take because I, I think he's gonna be insane. Um, and I don't I, think you would have to. I think if you offered someone straight up CD Lamb for Cortland Sutton, they'd be like, "All right, bet." What if you have Cortland Sutton on your team? Me. <laughs> 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 It depends on what the owner thinks. Like, it depends on what, like, if, if me and you were in the same league and you had CD and I had Cortland Sutton and it was a redraft, I would, or I had CD and you had Cortland Sutton and you wanted, we'd do a swap right now. You must wow. be really low on CD if you're, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Terry, low if you're, especially if you're taking Terry McLaurin right now. I think Terry's the, the, the one that I'm like most iffy on, but I would probably definitely rather have Cortland Sutton. Like, I'm, I'm off, I'm off of CD at least. Also, for, I think, I think Terry McLaurin's better at football than CD, by the way. I'm just, sure. I, but no, I, he, but I, the offense I'm, right now yeah but from fantasy the the volume alone i think you have to hold on to cd i don't think but like what I, what i like are are 12 you can't Cooper match that value targets, unless you're getting Cooper something back targets more valuable than eight carson wentz targets i think so i don't know i don't, I don't think, think he, i don't so. think you match that volume i just don't think you match that volume in a trade i think you lose a trade where you trade cd i'm thinking think about the rest of the the rest of the weapons you know you got a curtis samuel who had a great week one you got a Dotson, who's still uh, producing. Gibson, who have seven yeah. targets, eight targets. <laughs> Brian Robinson's coming back. I think uh, you got Logan Thomas at tight end. You still got some guys on the receiver end as well. I, it's, I worry about the rest of the offense when it comes to the commanders. And then you look at, you know, CD. We've, we have seen – it depends on just how you look at CD. You don't think he's a receiver one. We've seen in the past receiver ones still have very productive years, i.e. Terry McLaurin, with a, with a quarterback who's not that great. So it really just depends on how you view him. But I think if in the position he's in and where he came into the season, as far as ADP wise, you got to sell high and get something back if you're going to get rid of him. And or I don't think I don't... you can sell high. That's my yeah. thing. I, I think I think I you think... can though because there's it depends people... on 
you I you I could sell him to you and for what whatever you value him as like you you still want him as a top 10 guy like you like like if somebody called me and said I'll give you CD for Amon Ross St. Brown right now I'd say no I don't know if I would take Amon Ross for CD like I I think there's a a limit to what like I think that's funny because Amon Ross gonna get the volume I think I could sell him to someone like you who's still at like higher on him than I am Right, but I'm not gonna give you. I'm not gonna give you the value that matches CD. If but I'm not for, an idiot, I'm not. Like, if I'm in your roommate's league, sure. <laughs> it just depends. It really just depends on who you're in your league with. At some right, points. that's true. But I'm saying in a logical, we have three guys like us who are filling out the league. I don't yeah. think anybody's gonna give you the value that I think CD can give you. But I think at consensus, like he's most people still look at him as a top eight wide receiver. So you'd be able to get him to fuck up out of there and get someone that you rather have over him. I don't know I be, I would, view him as that. I'd be surprised if it dropped off that much. Uh, like, I, I would be surprised. There's still a whole season left, and there's talk about that coming back week six, week whatever, and he's on AR right now, so it just depends. But, like, I, even – but we've seen CD play. Like, he, he – Amari Cooper has missed multiple games, <laughs> and CD Lamb has never finished as, like, a, a top-tier wide receiver. Even with Dak, without Dak, he's never been, like – a top tier guy. And so coming into the season, we're like, all right, cool. Amari Cooper's gone. He don't got no competition. First game of the season, he get 12 targets, put has a dog shit game. Great. It was against the Bucks. Cool. He, he still had 12 targets and did nothing with them. And, and so what does it matter? Volume is king. Cool. Cool. He got 12 I, targets and he did nothing with them. And they were from a more accurate quarterback than Cooper Rush. I mean, I hear so- you. But if you, if you, if you look at his games with targets above nine targets last year, he was amazing. And he also probably had a Mark Cooper on the other side with the number right. one in the corner. So he's he's the number two. But he's the number and one he's, now. He's still producing, but he's number <laughs> But I'm right. But why does that matter? He's still going to get the volume. All we've preached all offseason is volume yeah, is key. And he got the it volume matters. in this first game and did nothing it's with not it. Gonna be two, it's not going to be two receptions on 12 targets, and you know that. Nah, it's not going to be two receptions on 12 week. targets, but if it's five on 60, it, that's not living up to what we drafted him as. It matters because of, you know, what, what the defense is, how they're going to play you being a number one and a number two, though. So it does matter. That's the context of the situation when you have an Amari Cooper and a C.D. Lamb, but, my, but now you're just C.D. Lamb. I, even when I said it, he's not a guy that I'm drafted, that I'm trading for or at, to be what I had him as preseason. But I said he's a high-end wide receiver, too, at this point, not a, not a high-end wide receiver. But you one. drafted him as a top six guy. Right. You but, but you're not going to match his – you're not going to match high-end wide receiver two values We had him, him right at now. four. He's, you're not going to match gonna that value. He's going to be the wide receiver value. 13. That's a right. bust. Right, but you're not going to match – right, you're not going to match that value for him in a trade. Who are you going to get that's going to be in the top 12 that's, that's, that's better than C.D.? I think he has he has one good game against the Giants. You get him the fuck out of here for Michael Pittman. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not listen. I'm not saying that either of either of us are right or wrong because we're obviously on two different sides. I'm just saying I just I find it hard in the league of people who are logically thinking about fantasy to match the value that I think you get from CD at a wide receiver two spot, even though you drafted him with a wide receiver one. Yeah, I'm not doing it right now. <laughs> no, I. I I feel that. I, I mean, I want to see what what happens. I mean, I'm glad that I'm glad that we're on different sides of it, so we can see what like. But who I want to right see who was wrong. But let's talk about something we agree on. Okay, what? Oh, Bad Edwards Hilaire. Okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> so he's high. trash. He's trash. So get, him, get him out of here. So I'm not going. Uh, my problem. My problem with Clyde, and I'm sorry for all the CD guys, man. It's <laughs> that was tough. Um, uh, because Naj just completely obliterated. Yeah, he got it. He's trash. Get him out of here. 
so so Clyde, the reason I worry about Clyde is that 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 performance feels not repeatable on the on the volume he had. Um, and on top of that, it was a pretty obvious that I don't know how to say his name. Is it Pacheco? Is that how they say his I name? Yes, Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pacheco is going to get work. I think McKinnon's going to get work. And the fact that nine guys caught passes, I think it's hard for me to say that anybody outside of Kelsey is a locked in starter from the Chiefs offense. I think there'll be weeks Juju's not good. There's going to be weeks Clyde is not good. There's going to be weeks that Pacheco's the run RB1 for that team. <laughs> Because the Chiefs are freaking weird, and Andy Reid is freaking weird, and Mahomes has no problem, obviously, just targeting whoever he wants to target. So, what do you <laughs> think like, he is at, at this? What do you think he is at this point? RB what? Or is he a flex option? What, what do you think he is? I think, I think he's, he's a flex, a flex option flex, at best. Yeah. I think he's a, dynas- a a season long flex option. Because I texted you during the game uh, when I, I was watching the game, um, and I texted you about how he looked, and he looked a lot different than he did last season, uh, and even before that. And it, but I also think. Any running back who's going to, I don't know who's going to get the volume from week to week, but I think whoever that guy is, like he's going to, he's going to produce. Like yeah, just the way he had a 39% snap share. Like, yeah, it's just like yeah. nothing adds up to him being anything but more than a flex. Is, is that the context of the game, though, too? Or does Pacheco getting the late game snaps say a little bit more? He about looked good. How they feel he about looked Pacheco good. Is. And, and so I, I, that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, did he only? play 33% of 35% of snaps because it was a blowout. And so in the first half, he played 45%. So like, even, even in those first two quarters, he wasn't some like monstrous yeah, volume course, yeah. back, you know? And, and like, I don't even think it was P- Pacheco. I think he, he only played four snaps in the first three quarters. So he was a garbage time type of guy, but they yeah. really like Jarek McKinnon. He's awesome. Jarek McKinnon. McKinnon. Me and Cleo McKinnon guys. He's awesome. <laughs> so, like, it's a split backfield between Jarek McKinnon and CEH, in my opinion. And I think, like, we're recording this at <laughs> 7.52. The game starts in probably 25 minutes. So, like, yeah. by the time you hear this, you will have already known what Clyde's usage was like in game two. But I'd be willing to say that it's more of the same. I think it's probably, like, 45. What's yeah, a, a flex running back. He's or a like flex 50, running back. Like, like 60 40 with with you know like jerk mckinnon so i'd sell guys in the league who look at it and they're like oh he had 22 fantasy points last year yeah he finished I like a trade. top five running i back. should <laughs> i should trade for clyde edwards hilaire and then you openly take that and you move on because yeah, for sure i don't see him as anything more than a flex and regardless of how he looks because i don't i don't disagree or or like knock your knowledge of what's going on and how no you're good looks. i'm just asking yeah i just i think that he can be good and not be a great fantasy player and I think he's a flex just because of the way that offense operates and the amount of volume they're going to get. If it's not Travis Kelsey, I'm not starting that person every week from, from the Chiefs. So high-end high end flex? I don't even know if he's high-end flex. But yeah, high-end flex, flex, okay. But because, I, because um, it, I mean, our dynasty league's 12, and I'm flexing freaking Cortland Sutton. And I'm, you, I'm, flexing, I'm flexing Kamara. So. You, you <laughs> said that about not starting every week. I think Juju is closer to – being a guy you could start every week besides Kelsey. That's I won't yeah, say he's he the, is, he's uh, the only one that's close. But he's close. Like, I'm t- like I'm telling you the way he's they gonna get the targets. Him, yeah, yeah, it was it was I think the wide receiver one in a Patrick Mahomes offense is always valuable, right? And yeah, so yeah. like he's there. Are you starting are you starting Juju every week is my point confidently. Probably not no, yet. Not confidently. We've got to see it. We've got to yeah. see no. it longer. So but he's a really good one to have. I think you got him uh Naj right in our dynasty. I do. I do. Let's go. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was very jokerish of you, uh, brother. I didn't like that. Um, hello, give me a me and Justin have been talking about CD Lamb and shit arguing. Say so you give me a sell high, brother. 
Oh, my, I got it one so high. It's Terry McLaurin. Uh, yeah, <laughs> who who it's, it looks bad on me now, and it kind of sucks. Terry McLaurin's on my dynasty team. I was really excited about getting him, but also he was, I think, if he wasn't in my top 12, he was 13. So mm-hmm. he was very high on my receivers list. And then also just seeing how that offense looked, I think they're going to air it out a lot of the time. Still using Gibson, of course, and using Brian Robinson when he gets back in different ways, and I think he'll help out a lot too. But just the way the offense looks, uh, I think they're going to give Carson Wentz, however you feel about that, a little bit more responsibility in getting guys the ball and then seeing the weapons they have. I don't know if Terry McLaurin is as – if he should be as high as on my list as he was you know, before heading into week one. So I would sell high on Terry McLaurin and see what you can get back from there. No, I'm, I like that take. See, my, my next sell high is actually a commander as well. Uh, is Mr. Antonio, the, the greatest mm-hmm. running back of all time, Antonio Gibson. Uh, so he finishes the RB10 this week, uh, and he was honestly the workhorse for the commanders. He outsnapped JD McKissick 49 to 31, out targeted him 8 to 3, out carried him 14 to 3, 78.6% opportunity <laughs> share, which was eighth amongst all running backs. He put up over 100 all purpose yards and led all running backs this week in receiving yards, right? That all sounds so good. Uh, however, like I'm still looking to sell him. Uh, he never played on a third and long nor during the two minute drill and the commanders didn't have as many of those as they most likely will moving forward. Um, he had one red zone touch, zero goal line touches. I also just don't really think the coaching staff likes him that much, to be completely honest. I don't think they like him that much. Brian Robinson is somehow working his way back from gunshot wounds. He's working on <laughs> he's working on the sideline. He'll be back in like two, three weeks. And like, let's not like there's just no way that he hangs on to the dominant role all season. Right. Like there's no way that his workload is this high four weeks from now. Are so, we like, weird for that? Weird for what? Because Gibson's Gibson's in my still high as well. But the more I think about it, no, I don't. don't, I don't stop. Stop where okay, you're going. I, he's been nothing but a top twelve running back since he came in the league. And fancy. And, and so the way that I look at it is like the 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 workload is not sustainable, right? So right. like this, he he was the their workhorse that's not going to happen come had brian robinson not get got shot they were going to do a 1a 1b backfield and he was losing third down work to jd mckissick so he was gonna split the early down work with brian robinson and he was getting no basically no third down work no i think i I think the sell high is is reasonable because he's on my list i i agree with it i'm saying that it but it almost worries me no i'm not reconsidering i do think it's so high it's just scary that Maybe he just keeps playing good for five weeks. Like, you know what? We'll just stick with Gibson. And then he's just the RB12 again. And then we're all just sitting here pissed because we traded him. Maybe, for, maybe I, but but I maybe, think by, I don't know. by week eight, this is a three-man committee again. I think by week eight, week nine, we're looking at a three-man committee with Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson, and J.D. McKissick. He's a really good sell-out option. Let's say that, though. He yeah, he's a be. great sell-out yeah. option. So, he's I mean, going to be a first five-week winner for people. Yeah. Perfect. Get rid of him. That's why, yeah, if you want to go, if you want to start 3-0 and and then get him about it, but like the, the longer you wait, the more people are going to be like, all right, Brian Robinson is coming back. Why would I take him now? So like, right. if you want to sell him, sell him now. 
and yeah. let the person you're selling him to get two or three more workhorse weeks out of him. Because if you try and sell him that week, Brian Robinson comes back, you're not going to get the same thing you get for him now. No, he's got to string it together before you trade him, though. People aren't going to yeah. take him after one week because they know if he has a Brian good Robinson. week. If he has a good yeah, week, I'm, I'm trading him. I have him in one of my leagues, and I'm trading him if it, if it goes out that way. Real quick, are people like active in your leagues as far as like? you know trying to trade people right now trade block no, not really so, i think everyone's pretty pretty it's, like chill like everyone yeah. knows about the week one you know it is what it is yeah so i think it's a it's chill for for the only trade i made was a chris godwin one and he didn't really he played two snaps or he played, got two catches and then messed up his hamstring and that's a dynasty league so like it is what it is but like in redraft i think people are standing pretty pat um, for now yeah yeah did it? Did you got another sell high justice? Um. Well, let me go see. I got to Oh yeah, my other sell high, and and when I think of sell highs, I'm always thinking of guys who are gonna be weak starters. Like I, I'm I'm starting them every week, like almost matchup proof to an extent. And a guy that I'm selling high on who had a really good first week is Jerry Judy. Um, Ooh. I love Jerry Judy the player. I think he's great. I think he can be have some really really good fantasy weeks. I'm just not going to start him every week. I think Cortland Sutton is a guy that you, you'll start every week. And uh, I, I just don't like the outlook for him. Sutton's air yards is pretty scary. I think Judy still has top 30 potential, but I think if you can package him in a deal to get a more certain thing, then that's something you should look to do. Yeah, what do you think that looks like, though, like the value of, of Judy and trying to get rid of that, him? You, you I talk about selling high, package. but like, yeah, because I don't yeah. know how much you're getting back for that unless you yeah. like put something else, you know, it looks really right. good. You, I think you have to attach something to like him. If you take think... a Jerry Judy and Antonio Gibson, I feel like you get something decent. I agree. Know? No, I agree. That's true. I, feel, okay. I feel like you get something decent. Would you rather have yeah. Jerry Judy and Antonio Gibson or CD Lamb? Jerry Gibson and Antonio. Wait, like what, if, someone, and... if you had CD Lamb and I offered CD. you Jerry Judy and I'd rather have CD. You'd rather have CD. I'd probably have question. Yeah. I'd probably rather have CD too. And I'm all there you go. There's my I, reasonable man right there. And I, like, I, I love you. I'd rather have, have CD over those two because I don't yeah. like Gibson. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to try uh, to hop off Gibson for, for a receiver. That's my goal. But I, also, my other running back in one of my leagues is I drafted Brees Hall to be RB2, and it just doesn't look like that's going to be a, sustainable for the first five weeks. I can't yeah. fall into a five week hole. He so. also fumbled. So, you know, like, <laughs> I yeah, think so he, I he'll get better. I, do I just keep Gibson for the workhorse and hope that Hall's the workhorse by week five? <laughs> like, it's just weird. My so. last sell high is I, – I love – did we have all running backs? I think I had all running backs. My my last sell high is Miles Sanders. Um, I just think that the Eagles backfield is a the definition of a committee. Like, oh, yeah, they, for sure. They, it is the definition of a committee. Including the quarterback. And, like, they had, <laughs> they had four rushing touchdowns by four different people. It was Miles Sanders, Boston's guy, Kenneth Gainwell, yeah. and Jalen Hurts. And, like, I just don't think – like, if someone believe, takes that Miles Sanders and looks at the numbers and believes, like, all right, Miles Sanders is back. Because, like, two years ago, people were talking about Miles Sanders is a top 10 running back. He's talking – he's talking about being an MVP. And so, like, if uh, people still believe in the talent of Miles Sanders – and don't get me wrong, I think if he was in a back – like, if he had a coach – staff that just let him roam free i think he'd be damn nice but i think he's good that's just not the situation that he's in and, and, and so if, if someone's willing to take that mal sanders I'm, I'm down to get him up out of here i'd probably rather have antonio gibson than mal sanders and so the full season probably pro- 
I think it's close. I'd probably that makes miles. me nervous. I, I, I think love, they're. I think they're I love right. Like that Eagles. They're offense, close. Though, they're close. That it's offense. like committee backs. I think the Eagles offense is better. So maybe yeah. I'd rather have Miles Sanders. But. I mean, he's he's gonna get touches, and and the way they run the ball, how effectively they run the ball. The part about the committee does scare me, uh, but I don't know. I'd probably have to take Miles over Gibson. At then you go back to give, like what Justice was saying, like Gibson has shown us that he can be a top. That's what I'm guys. saying. It's so uh, creepy, bro. It's weird. <laughs> Never it's mind. Gibson scares it's me. Kind of weird. Weird. <laughs> it's kind and of so, weird. You're right. Never out of get what you're saying now. Um, and so yeah, those those are our, our buy low, sell high guys. We'll be back every week. You feel me? Every week is a new guy. So uh yeah, yeah so now we're gonna go quick starts and sits from each position. Uh I'll just start it off for me. Uh, quarterback is going to be my start of the week is going to be Mr. Derek Carr. Uh, I, I really like Derek Carr against the Cardinals. They looked absolutely horrific. <laughs> and granted, it's Patrick Mahomes. He tends to do that to defenses. But PFF gave them the worst overall defensive grade in the league uh, at 39.6. No other team is below 48.9. So they were the worst defense in the league by a wide margin. They're also graded as a bottom five pass rush defense and dead last in coverage at 36.8. Devontae Adams uh, also is the only wide receiver that PFF graded having a 100% matchup like advantage this week. And for context, last week, that was Justin Jefferson. He was the only guy and we saw what he did. So like, I'm I'm willing to say, and Darren Waller has a top five graded advantage over his defender as well. So I'm I wouldn't be surprised if Derek Carr finishes a top ten QB. Uh, I, I'm I'm down to I, Derek Carr is my QB start of the week. I just like the matchup. Uh, and Devontae Adams' grandparents are coming for the first time ever to watch him play. Oh shit! So they're in trouble. Gosh. The boys are in trouble. Yeah, Cardinals uh, my, going zero and two. <laughs> my QB start is a guy who is just not in a monsoon this week that I do have faith in, and it's Trey Lance. Mm. That's just a tough scenario for any guy to be productive in a fantasy, from a fantasy situation. Um, and I, it's not about matchups. It's just a, the pure rushing upside of Trey Lance. I've got to slide him into a must-start. I think there are guys who are probably low on him after week one. And like, give it, some, give it some context, and you think about it. He should be starting for you in week two. And I think he's QB, top five, top six QB potential. Ooh, that's, a, that's a hot take, I feel like. For the week, I think it's I think it's close. All right, cool. All right, who's just started a week at quarterback, Kalu? Mine was also Derek Carr. I think he was a, probably the the best pick for it, and also the safest pick. Going off of like what the Cardinals did, defense is really bad. Like we talked about, uh, Justice and I have talked about Isaiah Simmons a couple of times, and just how he's looked, and it's just not working out. Uh, and then him, them putting in like having him guard tight ends, like he's he's gonna get massacred. He got massacred against Travis Kelsey. He's going to get massacred against Darren Waller. I don't know if they're going to put him in that situation again, but who else are going to put in that do. situation? <laughs> Byron Murphy got injured during the Chiefs game, and he's questionable for Sunday as well. So, like, that that was their only good corner, really. So, I, I just don't see how this defense is going to withstand what the Raiders can do. Derek Carr, I think, got a little bit better in that game. Uh, found a connection with Devontae Adams, and the targets were outrageous. Uh, he's still got Hunter Renfro. He's got Waller. I think that offense is going to look a lot better in week two, especially against a weaker Cardinals team. I feel like it could all like the Raiders defense ain't great either. So like it could just be a, a good old fashioned shootout, you know, like they, yeah. both teams got to score a lot of points. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really in on Derek Carr this week. My start of the week at running back is a guy that just had already talked about. It's Mr. Aaron Jones. Uh, for me, his last three games is versus the Bears. 
35 rushing yards, 35 receiving yards, a rushing touchdown, a receiving touchdown. The second game, 76 rushing yards, 34 receiving yards, a receiving touchdown. The third game, 42 rushing yards, 43 receiving yards, a rushing touchdown. So in his last three games versus the Bears, he either had a rushing touchdown or a receiving touchdown or both. So I just think, and you know, the Bears graded as the worst rushing defense in the league last week, and they gave up eight for 52 to Debo, that's six and a half per carry. They gave up six for 41 to Elijah Mitchell before he went down, 6.8 per carry, and then nine to 22 per Jeff Wilson. But and obviously, Aaron Jones is way more talented than Jeff Wilson. So I think he's going to be a monsoon. Able... They're giving up those carries. <laughs> exactly. exactly. So I think Aaron Jones is in for a big bounce back week. Uh, my running back is a guy we've talked about a lot here, uh, Antonio Gibson. I think. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> you, I think you have to start Antonio Gibson. Eagles, we talked about it. Eagles allowed, Eagles allowed four rushing touchdowns. Um, <laughs> out bro, of you're, nowhere. you're being weird. <laughs> out of nowhere. What is happening? I think it, for, for a week two start. Why is that so so unfathomable? No, it's it, just we the just, way we've been talking about him. I, I get it, but the Eagles just allowed four touchdowns, and one of them was to Miles Sanders, who didn't no, score a touchdown. Hey, I don't think hey, it's I'm a bad you. pick. I'm, I'm just you. shocked. <laughs> it's just okay, funny. okay. We good. were just okay. talking just... shit about him, and you showed no inclination that he was your start of the week. <laughs> no, he's my start of the week. Yeah, I, I wanted to save it. I was listening here. So what I have in my notes is Eagles allowed four rushing touchdowns. Miles Sanders himself even scored. Gibson is in line for another big day after a week with big targets and then trade the man. <laughs> That's <exactly. laughs> So I think he must start and then a must trade because I think he's going to go absolutely ballistic this week. I'm looking at a top at a top seven fantasy running back finish for Gibson this week. Cool. I like that. All right, Khalil, who's your running back start of the week? So I know you brought up Aaron Jones and sometimes guys like that can be a little weird uh, as far as like you got to start this person because of the value and like where they're picked at. Um, but to kind of piggyback off a pick that's similar to that, I'm going to go with Leonard Fournette as a starter of the week. Um, the Bucks don't have a great history going up against the Saints and specifically Tom Brady. That's documented. I think in last year, Leonard Fournette was seven points at the beginning of the season against the Saints, and then he was 13 points uh, his second game against the Saints. We just saw them give up 120 yards 20 plus yards, not even just 120 point yard, but to Patterson, 120 yards and then 72 yards from Marcus Mariota. It's not the same exact running threat because you got Tom Brady at quarterback, but I think the Buck, the Bucks are going to lean a little bit more on Fournette and to you know set up their passing game later on and still use him in the passing game as well. So I think he's the starter for sure this week. I like that. I like that. Uh, I guess we can move on to our, our start of the week at, at receiver. And for me, it is actually... So I feel like receiver, there's so many good ones. So I went with a more like underrated kind of guy. I, I feel like for me, it's Chase Claypool. I Mapletron, as some like mm. to call him. Uh, boo, boo. For me, <laughs> I, I like Chase Claypool this week. I, they're playing the the Pats. Playing the Pats uh, last week, they were he led the Steelers in rushing yards. He had six. They gave him six carries. A lot of them were on like end around stuff, and they were doing that with him his rookie year. Then they kind of stopped his sophomore year, so they're back to it for the, the third year in the league. Uh, he had five targets, which was the third most on the team behind Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth. But I just think he it comes down for a lot of these starts of the week for matchups. Um, he finished like I said, he finished third on the team in targets, fifty two out of his fifty eight snaps came lined up in the slot which is like different for him compared to different like for his past years they've had him on the outside for a lot of those times uh but now uh, apparently they're using him a lot in the slot 
Uh, and he's probably going to line up against a undrafted cornerback <laughs> called Miles Bryant on most of his snaps. And he's the lowest graded defensive back amongst all Patriots starters. So I think that the matchup for Chase Claypool is really, really, really good. Patriots are bad. And the Pats are pretty bad. And Bill Belichick, his like mantra is that them taking away their number one option on offense, which will probably be either Najee or Deontay. And that allows other guys to just, you know, kind of get busy. And I think Chase Claypool is going to have a a pretty big week this this week. So the run defense is really good. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I still cannot believe the Pats betting line was at eight and a half. I just don't see them winning more than five games. I think the Seahawks are negative 10 and a half favorite. I would take I would take them to cover the spread against the Niners. I'm not going to lie. Geno Smith, baby. <laughs> he looked really good, Justice. I know what you're saying. Don't overreact. Hey, he was the number he, two graded PFF quarterback. I'm the whole I'm saying. Like, watching the game, he looked really good. Hey, All right, Naj, you're a Seahawks fan. We if, I you, if, I, if I told you Geno Smith is your quarterback for the next three years, what would your reaction be? <laughs> I wouldn't be a Seahawks fan. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna get bright. Don't 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 trust you. Me, CJ Stroud will be a a a uh Seattle Seahawk. <laughs> Wait, is, that, a, is that is that who you want though? Like for the for the Seahawks? Is that the guy want, you'd want? I want Bryce, but um, I. I'm higher on TJ than a lot of people. Like I talked to my roommates and like the like friends in my group chat and I'm like, there's not that big of a gap between Bryce and TJ. I, I don't think there is at least. And they think there's this massive gap and maybe that's like the consensus, but I think CJ shot is damn I love good. CJ there's a, there's a consistency gap, I would say, but as far as talent and like high level of play, CJ Stroud is I he's he's a freak, dude. He's so I, I, that's what I'm saying. I, I think that they're both really, really, really good. So and I like Will Levis out of Kentucky too, but I hey, I, hey go cats, baby. Yeah. Yes, sir. Go cats. He's nice. Yes, he's, yeah. he's really I think he's, I good. Think he's nice. For me, I saw two, two passes in week one, and that's all I needed to see from him. <laughs> give me a Kentucky quarterback in the NFL playing some real snaps, dog. I love <laughs> to see. We had a chance it's Andre Woodson. Don't even know who that is. <laughs> that was a minute ago. Exactly. <laughs> and he would did not even translate. Did he get drafted? It, yeah, Lynn Bowden was our best quarterback in the last That's rough. Yeah, that's rough. But no, to answer your question, I want CJ or Bryce. And if not, then okay. Will Levis. But CJ or Bryce for me. Um, but yeah, Chase Claypool, right receiver start of the week. Good. Who's yours, Justice? Amon Ross St. Brown, and I'm gonna keep going back to it. Uh every week. Every yeah, no, I, I'm serious. That that commander secondary is not good. That defense is over is, was overrated last year and didn't meet reach expectations. And He's just going to get the targets, man. He's going to get 10, 11, 12 targets. And he's playing the slot, and I love that for him. He's great after the catch. I think he averaged four yards after the catch last week, which is a very respectable number. And I think his average average, average season per out run was like 12 yards or something like that. And so I, I just I just like the ability that he has, and I think he continues to get the touches. So I like that. I like that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan. For me, my uh, – oh, no, your turn, Kalo. Yeah, you gonna scare me, bro? That's crazy. Yeah, no, nah, my fault. Nah. <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just edit that out. Right, you're good, bro. Uh, my starter at uh, at receiver is gonna be DJ Moore this week. Uh, played 100 percent of the snaps. Really, uh, had six targets, I believe. He looked really good. I still think he can be that guy. Obviously, I know Robbie Anderson had the week he had, but I think let allow Baker to settle in a little bit more, get the offense going, and really get it to your guy DJ Moore. I think, and it, it's against the Giants, so it's like. 
I know they got the week one win against the Titans, but I'm just not on that defense and not on that team necessarily. So I think it would be a really good chance for Baker and DJ to find that connection. You're not on a Dory shading DJ the whole game? Get them away from me. It's terrible. Listen, I have a question. <laughs> I have a question for you as a Titans fan. What's up? Since y'all, since y'all may be lacking a real wide receiver one, we don't know yet. If mm-hmm. I told you you could have CD Lamb or DJ Moore and just real life football to be the wide receiver one for your team, who would you take? I'd take DJ Moore. Yeah, me too. Okay, I just want to yeah. make sure we're on the same page. He's a, I know he, he's, uh, well, in real life like football, Nas. Nah, you didn't like that? <laughs> no, I love it. I don't think oh, CD okay. Lamb is a wide receiver one. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot you. I forgot you're not high on uh, CD Lamb. Yeah, DJ Moore for sure. Uh, I think he can be the receiver number one. I think he's a weapon who can do many things. And he's just so dynamic. He just he's has to be healthy. He just has to be healthy and also given the opportunity in the right offense. And maybe that wouldn't even be right in the right offense if it's for the Titans because they're so crap anyway sometimes. So I don't know. But I would rather have DJ over CD. I can't believe y'all lost to the Browns, Justice. Uh, (laughs) Brother, I'm not. I have no faith in the Panthers. No, there were two calls, though, that was like they they dropped the ball. Rough in the passer and that fake spike and then spike it, which is illegal. So, like, they they got screwed, basically. Jacoby, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb did y'all bad. That doesn't surprise me. (laughs) That doesn't surprise me. Wait, our linebacker play is name wise okay in general, not great. So I think our, I think Baker gonna bounce back though. My son not. I hope he's not a I sorry hope. quarterback. Like people, no, like he's to not say. sorry. He's not sorry. Like he's he's good. You feel like no, or he's, he's like a sorry. little bit above average. You know, like he's an above average QB. Like Jacoby Brissett is sorry. You feel me? But like, <laughs> Jacoby Brissett is sorry. <laughs> like that's a sorry quarterback. But um, yeah. for me, my my tight end started the week. I'm going with Tyler Higby, Los Angeles Rams. I was big on Tyler Higby last year. Um, not as big on him this year, but I just think for tight end specifically, it's about matchups like more than any other position. And so, uh, I think that the, he has a great matchup against the Falcons this week. I think the Rams have a great, a great bounce back spot after getting embarrassed on uh, for an yeah. opening night. I think they're going to try and do nasty things to the Falcons. So, um, I'm going to go ahead <laughs> and say that Tyler Higby gets involved there. Uh, I think we see a good amount of Allen Robinson too after this whole discourse about him not being un- him being underutilized. But I think we we see Tyler Higby. He was uh, tied for the league in targets, lead in targets amongst tight ends with nine last season. I mean last week, and he caught five of those. So um, I think we see kind of more of the same. Uh, so yeah, Tyler Higby is my start of the week at tight end. Uh, my start of the week is Gerald Everett, who's about to play. Right now, uh, so we'll, I guess we'll know sooner or later if this hits. <laughs> uh, I won't have anything to stand on. I just uh, with Keenan going down, I think I think Everett's in, in line to get some some targets, some red zone targets. Um, he actually had a couple decent weeks last year with Seattle, um, and I, the vet. I just think that at some point uh, he'll have a productive week, and I think he can find the red zone uh, today or find end zone today. So Everett's really good. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna go with Everett. I think I think he'll find end zone today. I like it. Let's hear it from you, Khalil. Tyler Conklin is my starting tight end. Oh, I like that. For the Jets. For the Jets. I think he's a really good tight end. Uh, Saw a good amount of targets. Um, Didn't actually get all of his targets, all of his receptions. I think he had four receptions for like 14 yards, which was not great necessarily. But I think it's an offense that will have to get the ball out quick. And I think he'll be a reliable option for them. I think he had one touchdown as well. They're going up against the Browns, and we know how that team is and what they have up front. 
and what they can do on the defensive side of things. So I think it'll be a team that has to get the ball out quick, get it to reliable guys like Tyler Conklin, who has a lot of uh, receiving upside in a way for tight ends, how much it, however it can be. But also he's a really good blocking tight end, so he'll be on the field a lot of the time too. Boom, Tyler Conklin. And so that kind of that brings us to our sits. Our sits a week back to the quarterback for me. I'm sorry, Chloe, but I'm going with Ryan Tannehill. Uh, you guys are playing the Bills. <laughs> so it's 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 going to be a rough time. He was the QB 11 this uh, this week, week one. Uh, so, I mean, he was a, a QB one for most people. I think he's got a really tough matchup against the Bills. Last season, they allowed the fewest fantasy points, passing yards, and touchdowns to quarterbacks. And he they did. And we obviously <laughs> saw what they did to, to Mr. Stafford, picked him off three times. He looked lost out there, held him under eight fantasy points. And so I think for all intensive purposes, Matt Stafford is a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill. And if they did that to him, <laughs> then. So there's there's different parts of that, I guess. I guess I'm going to defend the Titans a little bit. But the yeah, just context think? is that Rams offensive line is atrocious it is. as it's well. That is, it, I'm not saying the Titan, Titans is like tremendously better, but it is a better offensive line with a little bit more um, uh, experience and just better you know, players on it in general. Um, but and Ryan Tannehill looked really good last week. He did. On the ball. Uh, the only thing I worry about is that pass rush against that um, offensive line. Uh, you got right tackle. Uh, I think it's no, Petit Frier, uh, who is a you know rookie right tackle, and he's going to be going up against Von Miller at times, and he's also going up against you know a fresh uh, pass rush. Like they have so many guys that can you know, interchange, so that's the part I worry about. Um, I guess the the back front with the safety. So I, I see what you're saying, and it's probably a really good pick. Uh, I don't know what that team's going to look like against the Bills. Beat them last season in a really close game. He did. It, it might be different this season. Could go zero and two, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know how it's gonna be. <laughs> so, Justin, give me your your sit of the week. Mine was actually also Tannehill. Um, I actually oh, just dropped him in our in our super flex league. Um, and I dropped him because he's my number two quarterback. And I think you can find guys with that in between who can give you a little more upside. And I I took Mariota. I think that he's got a little bit more rushing upside. I can do something for me in that league. And probably a better chance of giving me like a twenty eight point week than Tannehill does on a consistent basis, at least. Um, so I went, I went with, uh, Mariota, but yeah, my sit, even though he's playing the Rams and, uh, right. Rams, right. That's who the Falcons got. You said he was going to do nasty things to the Falcons. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, so even though I think it's a Rams bounce back week, I still think Mariota is good for a passing touchdown and a rush touchdown. And I, I don't think that, uh, Tannehill is going to have a great day. So I went with Tannehill. I respect Sorry, that. Bill. Yeah, no, my bad, Chloe. Now we, we we over here bullying the <laughs> Titans and shit. Well, all right, so so who's your sit of the week at QB? I went with uh, Tom Brady as my you know, QB to sit, just because it's going oh. against the Saints and just yeah. that uh. history with the Saints. I know they had a didn't have the best week necessarily on the uh, run defense going up against the Falcons, but I think it's still a team that has Dennis Allen still has uh, some of those defensive pieces in place. Uh, and I think they're still going to, you know, do what they can to give Tom Brady some problems. I think it'll be fine. I just don't think it'll be uh, – this needs to be the starter necessarily for your team. Boom. Wow, look at us just powering through this running back. Sit of the week for me, as much as it hurts to say, mine's is Travis Etienne. Um, I just think that there's probably better options out there for you. Uh, he finished at the RB 37 last week. Like I said, he was largely used as a receiving back in that third down role. Only four carries compared to four targets. Uh, 
and like he did fumble so maybe that was kind of played into a part in that but James Robinson proved that he is more than capable of taking a heavy load of carries and this game against the Colts for them should be close so I'm not sure that they're gonna have to pass as much as they did last time and uh because they did have to pass a lot to get back from that 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 Texans deficit <laughs> so I would assume that this game is closer and that they might even have a lead and uh so they, they can run the ball more. And I think when they do put the ball on the ground, it'll be in James Robinson's hands. So I'm I'm going to sit Travis Etienne this week. For I'm sitting, I'm sitting David Montgomery. Oh, Khalil Herbert. I, Hello, Khalil I, Herbert. I, I think, I think, I think if you play Khalil Herbert, you'll get similar fantasy production this week. I think Khalil Herbert has actually just carved himself out a real role. I think he did that last year and he's good. Like Khalil Herbert just looks good when he's on the field. Montgomery was 1.2 yards per carry last week again. And, a monsoon, but there were guys on the other side who were getting six yards of carry. So, like, it's exactly. just, <laughs> so um, I, I'm going to go with Khalil Herbert. I, th- I think Khalil Herbert is talented, and I think he deserves to get the ball. And I, I don't know. I might be fading <clears throat> David Montgomery for the rest of the year. Oh, that's how good I think Khalil, just Khalil Herbert overall is. Overall out on David Montgomery. I think so. That's wild. I, I feel so. like you were, you were, weren't you like somewhat not high, like rankings last year? I was high super on, high on David, on David Montgomery. Montgomery. Last year, uh, I was super high on David McGuire. Not, not this season at all, but even before week one? No, no. Okay. Mm-mm. Dang. That's a even crazy I think he's good. I think he's, I think he's a good running back. I do. I really think he's really good. I just uh, – I think Khalil Herbert's carved himself out of legitimate role. So Cool. Go Khalil. Go Khalil. So now, yeah, go Khalil. Who's your, who's your <laughs> RB sit of the week? This is probably a, a more of an obvious one, um, and we talked about him a lot on this podcast, but it's going to be Brees Hall. I don't think people are necessarily playing him right now anyways, but I think he's a guy to keep. I just think during throughout the season, he'll be a guy that needs to start at some point. But where he is, uh, just you, I, the usage is fine. But the where he is as far as like with Michael Carter and Michael Carter is still getting a lot of touches and, and a lot of usage that way too. I just don't think he's a guy you need to be looking out for anytime soon as far as playing, but it's still a guy you need to keep. I like that. Um Moving on to receivers, for me, I'm going to go, and I feel like this is a safe pick. I'm going with Amari Cooper. Um, Obviously, Browns wide receiver one, Jacoby Brissett led offense. They're playing the Jets, right? So I I think they're going to win, and I think that they'll be able to exploit the Jets on the ground. And the Jets actually played pretty decent in coverage last week. I've got they a good did, secondary. Man. They gave up some bombs. They Devin DuVernay got guys shit off. Mark Andrews did decent. Rashad Bateman got a long one. But Sauce Gardner, is, he seems like the real deal. DJ Reed was really good last year. Oh, he used to be on – I mean, last week he used to be on Seattle. Let him walk pissed. But they look stupid. really good. Yeah, stupid. They look really good. They look really good. And so I just think it's going to be a game where, one, Jacoby Brissett just – isn't a good quarterback, uh, you know, like Amari Cooper had 0.5 yards per route run in week one. Like that's abysmal. And I just think that the the Browns are going to destroy the Jets and they're going to be able to lean on Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. So I just think the volume won't be there. And when the volume is there, they're not high value targets. So, um, yeah, I'm sitting Amari Cooper this week and I'll, probably a lot of weeks until Deshaun Watson comes back. Oh, bro, the Chargers going to Mike Williams hot and heavy. I'm, it's, I'm lit right now. He's my wide receiver hey, one in one of my leagues. I'm, I'm playing against Justin Herbert in my dynasty league. So I I, Mike Williams hot, hot and heavy. The first two, first two passes were to Mike. I think he's got about 40 yards right now. I'm going to put it on my phone right now. 
Yeah, Justin Herbert already got 1.16. That's the home oh, playing against Gerald Everett, too. I didn't even know. Damn, he put him in his flex. That's tough. All right, let's 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 finish this up. Running back sit. Give it, get, oh, no, wide, wide receiver, receiver sit. sit. Adam Thielen. Uh, I think he's, at this point in his career, touchdown dependent. And uh, I think that Jettas and Osborne will probably end up being the actual wide receiver one and two for that team this year. But that's a stretch. But um, I just think that I'm not playing Thielen this week. Jettas' volume alone scares me. Dalvin Cook's volume alone scares me. I don't think Thielen's ever in line for like hundred yard games anymore. I think it's purely dependent on him finding the finding the end zone. He did that a lot last year, and to bank on him to do it this year is a stretch to me. So I'm 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 sitting him this week. All right, your turn. Uh, my pick for receiver is going to be Darno Mooney this week. Oh, uh, I love Darno. Love Darno Mooney. Uh, just need to see a little bit more from the Bears' offense. We didn't get to see really anything from the offense last week with the conditions. Uh, going up against the Packers this week, I think they're going to try to correct a few things they did uh, last week. Um, just struggling a lot on defense, but I just don't think he will be a viable option going against Alexander, going against still another good secondary anyways. And uh, what is going to be a good defense, hopefully eventually, I just don't think Mooney's a good pick for this week. No, yeah, especially if he gets to the Jair Alexander special. So, mm. yeah. yeah, even though he doesn't really shadow, but like that Packer secondary should still be pretty decent. Like yeah, the team should be de- decent yeah. itself. The, the pass rush is there. Exactly. Uh, I mean, it's a complete defense the way I see it, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm on paper. You. I'm with you. And so to kind of end it off, my tight end sit of the week. And so tight end is really hard. I feel like if you drafted a tight end, you're starting them just because the it's so you know just. I don't even know what the word is, but it's just like so weird week by week. Uh, so for me, I'm just going to go with Hunter Henry, right? I feel like that's an easy one. That's like, I'm definitely, I'm admitting it's week one. So we don't have much data, but I'm copying out to Hunter Henry. He was outperformed by John Smith in week one. He was only targeted three times. He had 20 yards. Uh, and I feel like Hunter Henry along his career has proved to you, if he's not catching touchdowns, he's not worth being in your lineup. And I don't think he's going to really catch a touchdown against the Steelers this week. And Mac Jones is already banged up. So, you know, and he um, sucks. And he's not that good. So, Hunter Henry is a sit for me in all leagues. <laughs> I was trying to get a rise out of Khalil right there on the Mac Jones thing. But, oh, uh, you're a big Mac Jones fan? Nah, he just he hates when you call quarterbacks bad in general. Uh, okay. What do you mean? What is it? What do you, what do you mean? Every quarterback I ever say is bad. You're like, well, they're not terrible. They're just, they're, oh, they're, I mean, a lot of them are. He aren't just threw ter- 25 interceptions. <laughs> 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 Would you Mac, would you agree that Jacoby Brissett is terrible? Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, he hasn't been good since uh so I like the, to hear. the pre-injury when he was with the Colts. So yeah, after he, he came then, back, though. after he came back, fell off a cliff. Like I've yeah. never seen him out. Well, oh yeah, but pretty much like I've never seen him ever before. Like it was crazy. Uh my tight end of the week is OJ Howard. I think he's I think people might actually start him based off last last week. Yeah, we have tight two end touchdowns. Two. Yeah, he's a tight yeah, end. Yeah, two. two touchdowns. Uh I don't even know if that'll happen. Yeah, I don't. I don't know <laughs> if that'll happen again. Touchdowns. I don't know if that'll happen again all season. Seriously, so uh, I'm I'm not starting OJ Howard ever. I'm not picking him up. I'm not rostering him. Dawson Knox is the clear tight end. If you picked up OJ Howard this week and you started him, congrats, you're gonna lose. So that's just, he, there's a better chance he puts up zero than he puts up twenty again. No, uh, I'm with you. I do not like. I didn't pick up OJ Howard in any league that he was available in for me. So, hello, go ahead and end this off with your uh, tight end set of the week. My tight end set for the week is Mike Gusecki. I think he's just another guy they've been wanting to, you know, they put on the trade block before. Uh, I don't know what their 
Obviously, I don't know what their offers have been, but they haven't got, gotten rid of them yet. Uh, not a great blocking option, and that's an offense where he needs to be a great blocking option to get the snaps he needs and the volume he needs, and I just don't think he's going to see it. Saw a low number of snaps in the, in the offense last week. Uh, still a really good weapon, still has some promise in the receiving. I just don't think it'll be for this team necessarily, so I don't think he's a good sit. I think I drafted him in the later rounds, hoping there would be some upside there, but there's I don't think it'll be much there at all for the coming weeks, as long as he's a, a Dolphins, Miami Dolphin. Boom. And so, yeah, I'm, obviously we've all said these out loud now, so we can come back next week and see where we were right or where we were wrong and keep a tally for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's going to go ahead and end this episode of the Run It Up podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed listening. Make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review. Review the pod on Spotify. Download it on Spotify. Do all that good stuff. Follow us all on Twitter. The pod Please. on Twitter is at Run It Up Pod. Me, I'm at Najee Adams underscore. Khalil is at Balil44. So that's basically Khalil with an H and a B. Uh, and Justice is at Justice Read 2. Uh, make sure everybody has a Liddy day, a Liddy night, a Liddy life. And just like we do on every episode of this podcast, make sure y'all go run it up. Run it up. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Run It Up podcast. If you want to keep up and see what Najee is up to, follow him on Twitter at NajeeAdams underscore. Hit him with some questions or topics that you want to hear in the next episode of the Run It Up podcast.